Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. We're still in business, baby, and it's still business time, and it's playoff time, and it's business time, so let me not waste any time. Download the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. Every single stat that you hear us use, we use researching on the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. On top of that, you get articles, starts it tool, etc., and you could do all that. It's a very important tool for this week. The reason why it's free is patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy. The patrons are amazing. If you want to join our community and get an extra episode and a ton more, please join us at patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy. Not to be too gung-ho and, and just get into it, but let's just get into it. What do you guys say? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. The Cardinals at the Lions. Go ahead, my Tim, let me ask you a question. Are you sure? Nay, are we all certain that TJ Hawkinson will have his best two games the first two games of the season? Yes, we absolutely are. It has happened. We the are sure. Joke. The running, well, not really a joke. I said it seriously, but it's become a running joke among us and the patrons that I asked him every week if he's scared the first two weeks will be TJ Hawkinson's best two weeks of the season has come to fruition. TJ Hawkinson's out the rest of the season, and here we are. TJ Hawkinson had his best two games the first two weeks of the season. You know what? Not to gas up Michael because I know it's going to gas him up, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know, sometimes you get dunked on by like... Richard Jefferson, and you're like, oh, fuck. Richard Jefferson just junked, dunked on me. Fuck. And sometimes you get dunked on by Michael Jordan. And that was a Michael Jordan-level troll. <laughs> it's been running. And you know what? I'm I'm impressed, Michael. I'm impressed, man. I, I can't even admit it. I wasn't scared when you said it at first, not even a little bit. Like, when you said <laughs> it, I was like, oh, this fucking guy. And then as the weeks went on, like your your voice just like just echoed in my head. Are you scared? Are you scared? And finally, like three weeks ago, I was like, yeah, I'm scared. And now here it is. It happened. I can't believe it. I honestly can't believe it. Uh, Yeah, yeah. But you keep using the word wasted. Not wasted. I won those two games. I know. That's part of the running Um, joke, too, though, Tim. You always try to correct me. (laughs) I wasn't scared. You always try to correct me out of your own fear. (laughs) Yeah. Yo, do you know what's funny? I called called TJ Hawkinson. Uh, California Kelsey and the White Waller, and it's and it's as soon as I said those things, like they he he fucked he sucked. Yeah, and those this are, is what I get. This is what I get. Those were good names too. Too bad. Uh, it's not I know, <laughs> I know the alliteration and everything. But, with um, but let's get to out, the game. The car. How are we feeling about yes. Amon Ra? So we talked about this a little bit last game. I mean, there's no doubt about it that Amon Ra St. Brown is going to get peppered with targets. I mean, the question is, how much is, the, over is the that worth? Two weeks. I was more skeptical last week, but now two games in a row with 12 targets and Hawkinson is out again. It makes it a lot more likely that we see um, a lot of targets to St. Brown, especially with the Cardinals probably putting a lot of points on the board. And only and only seventh overall in points over average, which is a good matchup for Amon Ross St. Brown. So I do think he's in the wide receiver three category this week. Very hard not to it be. It has happened. When you have back-to-back games of 12 targets. I agree. Especially because very, very true. DeAndre um, Swift is still out. And, guys, is Jamal Williams playing or not? So some people, Jamal Williams, Daryl Henderson, the world just doesn't want us to know. Like, we have no information. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't find anything. Yeah. And guys, then, quick trivia question. 
fucking Craig. What's his Reynolds. face? I even forgot his name. Craig Reynolds. Guess what college he went to? Because he's a UDFA. Lafayette. Uh, Caltech. Cutstown University. Oh, that's my next guess, man. You you couldn't that's give not, me another that's guess. Not re- that's not real. Cutstown. That's not real. Yeah. Um, that's not real. And for a long time, his career was Cutstown. <laughs> Get it? Ew, but now he's on the foul. roster. Sounds good. <laughs> Might be the lead back. <laughs> Oh, did you guys, dude, speaking one. of that, did you guys hear it? Did you guys hear about the number one prospect overall out of high school going to like the the yeah you know why D, like lower D you know three Deion Sanders like because he got three million dollars something like that right no because he's a DB and Deion wow. Sanders is the coach yeah so but how how's that gonna affect him he probably it's gonna be interesting to see Deion it's kind of like when it's probably a very good salesman. It's kind of like when Lamelo, yeah, for sure. It's kind of like when Lamelo Ball went to play in the G League, and everyone's like, "Oh, how's this going to work out?" And it worked out for him, so it's going to be interesting. This this might change the face of college football. Yeah, I don't know if you know about Deion Sanders in this in this program, Jackson State, but he's been he's turned them around. They won the championship. He's like everyone loves him. I'd love playing for Deion Sanders, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, so Amon Ross St. Brown's in play. <sighs> You don't know what's going on with these running backs, and the Cardinals are not a good matchup anyway. So unless one of these running backs has the backfield all to himself, it's hard to want to play any of them anyway, unless you're desperate. You're not playing Jared Goff, so let's go over to the Cardinals side. I just want to say on the Josh, Cardinals side, uh, Josh Reynolds is a – I mean, he's Amon Ross St. Brown has kind of taken over as the alpha there, but um, Josh Reynolds is the secondary option. He hasn't been tremendous. But over the last three weeks combined, he has 30 fantasy points. That's an average of 10 a game. Not terrible. Um, decent matchup here where Arizona could put up a lot of points and maybe Josh Reynolds sees seven, eight-plus targets and uh, and puts up another 10-point game or so. If you have not, If you have not already, please go to HBO and check out the real sports with the St. Brown family. That's an that's a interesting real sport. A football family, for sure. For sure. Those St. Browns. I don't think there's anyone right, else so, interesting that... on the t- Lions, though, without Hawk anymore. I know. That's why I, I kicked it over to the Cardinals. But we'll just do that again. The Cardinals. So, I mean, James Conner might be out. That's a big loss. James Conner has been, like, the running back five on the season. So, if he is out, Jason, you said that you would consider playing Ido Benjamin. Um, you saw... What's what's the deal with Chase Edmonds as well? Chase Edmonds was almost back. Um, let me check his practice stats of as of today. As, I know as of yesterday he had did not practice, I believe. So um, yeah. So what's the what's the like what's the likelihood that you you would lean on any of these Cardinals running backs if James Cardinals James Connor and Chase Edmonds are out? Guys, the only reason the Jets aren't head and heels above. Everyone else in running back defensive points over average, like they've been all year, they're still first with 50-plus percent. But the only reason they're not head over heels anymore is because the Lions have been so damn bad that they are now a very close second. So call me crazy, but if James Conner is out and Chase Edmonds is returning from injury, I'm starting Eno Benjamin. I don't think you're crazy, man. Annoyment. I don't know. I, I, so as a, I don't know how I'd feel so, about starting Guido Benjamin, but has James Conner... Chase Ed... Did he practice hold on, today? Real quick. Chase Edmonds is, is, is not on the injury report. Yeah, so it looks like he's going to play. 
Yeah, Chase Edmonds is returning. James Conner did not practice today, it looks like. That's rough. So, yeah, maybe uh, maybe it is a Chase Edmonds and, you know, Benjamin backfield. And you do have to wonder if Chase Edmonds would get that big of a workload his first game back. Jason, you're convincing me a little bit that, you know, Benjamin might be an interesting flex play. Ew. This has nothing to do with me having him in my home league. Maybe right? start him over like a Chuba Hubbard who has a very <laughs> low ceiling. No, that's what I'm saying. Like the, that's my home league issue here. Um, but I agree, and it's not out of personal bias. I think you know Benjamin. If Connor's out, a better is a better play than any of the Panthers running backs. Chuba or Abdullah. Yeah, you know Benjamin is is such a fucking Jason play like a guy that's won the championship starting fucking Tim Hightower, uh, Tim Hightower and and James Kuhn or John Kuhn yeah. like that's what Jason does Evan Royster, that's what Jason does. <laughs> Evan Royster oh my goodness uh so Evan but let's Royster. talk about these Cardinals pass catching options because with DeAndre Hopkins is out for the season he might make it back for the playoffs but he's out so that it leaves a big gaping hole at the wide receiver one and it's it's easy to say, well, you know, AJ Green sucked with with when when uh, DeAndre Hopkins was out before, and so did Christian Kirk. But those happened without Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was out too. Now Kyler Murray's gonna have to throw to somebody. For me, my favorite target here is Zach Ertz. I think Zach Ertz gets a big bump up because I can't decide whether I want Christian Kirk or AJ Green. I'm leaning slightly AJ Green at the moment. How are you guys leaning? I prefer AJ Green. Um, AJ Green has been a decent um, fantasy asset the entire season, basically, when healthy. And um, I don't see with DeAndre Hopkins out now, um, I don't see why that would change. He was the main target last week against LA. Um, saw 10 targets, won seven for 102. So, I mean, he's... It's not ideal, but he was way worse without Kyler Murray. Uh, with Kyler Murray this year, he has um, a finish at wide receiver 22 in PPR, at wide receiver 17, at wide receiver 14, at wide receiver 20, at wide receiver 31. Like, it's all of his bad games, basically, are without Kyler Murray. And he's had some rough games with Kyler Murray as well. But more often than not, he's been a very solid wide receiver 3 type player. And I think I would, uh, I think I would just expect that to remain here um in this matchup in a very very good matchup speaking of tight ends here like because i was talking about zach Ertz, the top 12 tight ends for the first time this week this year look pretty decent like my top 12 tight ends are yeah. kittle andrews kelsey gronkowski eh. knox gasicki goddard henry Ertz, fryermuth najoku pitts that's not bad yeah but move fryermuth up you idiot Nah, I don't know. Nah, I don't know, man. I'm not going to listen to you talk options. and then not get mad at you. You know our dynamic. <laughs> Are we good with this game? <laughs> uh, any? Yeah, any? Uh, Rondell Moore? Any Rondell Moore love? If you're desperate? Desperate, but it's going to be Kirk and Green getting more work and Ertz and Edmonds. All right, let's get over to the Jets at the Dolphins, and Edmonds is going to be a good play this week. Edmonds is going to be a good play. Uh, the Jets at the Dolphins. Interesting for the Dolphins. Jalen Waddle was a borderline wide receiver one for me, and then he went out. So the Dolphins have open pass catching options. Let's talk about the open pass catching options because the Jets defense is the gift that keeps on giving. So they're someone's gonna have a good game. Devontae Parker, 
Mac Hollins is someone that our own psych ward, uh, um, and at psych ward on uh, psych ward FF. What's Matt's thing? At psych ward FF. Psych ward FF. Psych ward FF on Twitter and our very own Nick Bluto. Jason, you get it right. Bollier. Um, <laughs> they both like Mac Hollins in this game. He has been kind of like the the goal line wide receiver for this team. For me personally, I think Mike Kosicki is a smash hit in this game. So there's a lot of plays. Albert Wilson, Jason, you mentioned. How do you guys feel about the Dolphins passing options? I don't hate Albert Wilson as a dart throw. Definitely has, over Mac Hollins. I'm with Jason here. I don't, I don't get that. He has 14 targets over the last two weeks. And that's with Jalen Waddle getting the lion's share of the targets. These are Jalen Waddle's a rookie, but don't get it twisted, folks. This guy's top ten in targets, so those targets have to go somewhere. And also, he has a pretty low A dot, Jalen Waddle. So don't try to tell me that Mac Hollins or Devontae Parker are gonna run routes that Waddle are gonna run because a lot of those routes are now gonna go to Albert Wilson. So Albert Wilson does profile as the Waddle replacement. Yeah, so while Parker's my for favorite sure. of the bunch for the Dolphins because he has been productive while healthy this year, Albert Wilson is not far behind. I have him as a decent flex play this week, possibly wide receiver three. And if I get crazy, I'm going to put him in over DJ Moore. Oh, boy. Devontae Parker is wow. certainly someone I'm uh, very happy to be rostering if I have him this week. It's been a rough season with injuries and such, but every time he's been active, he's been a flex-worthy player. And this is a very big smash spot right. type of game here. And and I'm with you, Tim. Um, certainly starting Mike Kosicki as well. I the backfield note, is what's most interesting. Um, because of backfield question marks, I... I <sighs> Tua uh, Tagovailoa <laughs> has been the quarterback 15, 13, 17, 11 the last four weeks. He has one game within the top 10 quarterbacks all year. I see this as another one of those games. He's a safe quarterback 10 through 15. I don't think he has the upside that you typically see against a team like the Jets, though. Because they are going to run the ball. What? If Jalen Waddle was playing, I would be a lot more. Yeah. Because I originally was going crazy. I had Tua ranked as my quarterback 7. But I dropped him down to quarterback 13 when I heard the Waddle news. Because... So much of what the Dolphins do is running after the catch by Jalen Waddle. So when you take him out of the equation, it's it's a big blow to the offense. It really is. It's Especially little, to his numbers. It's a little crazy with COVID in that backfield, though, with Salvin Ahmed and Miles Gaskin. If both of them don't return, Malcolm Brown, if he doesn't return, it's going to be Jared Dokes is on the COVID IR list now. It's going to be a Duke Johnson alone by himself backfield Ooh. in the best matchup like you could possibly get. In the New York Jets, how crazy any do you update have to be, on, or would you have to be to trust Duke Johnson? Any update on Miles Gaskin? He's another guy who he's you just still not have no idea. Yeah, still not cleared. With with the COVID guys, you have no idea, unfortunately, and they're all in the same room. I would be very happy. That's a thing. Like they're all in the same guys, room. Guys, I have one pickup left in our home league because I've been scouring the waiver wire. Do I use it on Duke Johnson right now? Possibly, man. It might be just him alone. I'm, I in would. That backfield. Miles Gaskin Especially would be a, you're... a strong RB2, in my opinion, if he returns. But if it's only Duke Johnson, what, are they just going to not run the ball the entire game? Well, Malcolm Brown also returned to practice. But he's been on IR, so Malcolm you don't Brown's... know if he's going to be active. Mal... 
Malcolm Brown's an interesting one. I have Malcolm Brown. I've been holding on to Malcolm Brown in, in Scott Fish. I might have to play him in Scott Fish if he plays. Fucking yuck. I'll keep an it's eye yuck, on Duke but Johnson, it's... but I don't think I'm going to pick him up right now. It could be this a Malcolm one of those Brown things... day. Jason, I would pick him up for you. I'm not going to lie. What, why not pick up Malcolm Brown then? You I could. Only have, I only you have could one pick up Malcolm up. Brown. <laughs> I only have one pick up. Oh, my, oh my God. Fuck was, our caps on pickups, by week. the way. Jeez. I think well, they're good for, for scenarios like this. Um, all right. Is that it for the Dolphins? Yes. Let's go over to the Jets side. Uh, it was an ugly game without the big weapons for the Jets, but Michael Carter returns. And I know Zach Wilson hasn't really peppered the running backs with targets, but I think that that change. I think that Michael Carter returning is going to be a little bit more of he's he's the guy right now on the team that has the most juice. So I think they'll get the guy the most juice. They'll get him the ball. So I, I like Michael Carter in this game. How do how you feel about Michael Carter coming back? If he returns, like he was, yeah. he's eligible to return, but they have 21 days to activate him. Um, the I'm, last I'm report sure. I saw was that he's expected to play, but I'm, let me vet that. Yeah, Robert Sala said he expects him to return this week, so I do expect him to play. But again, right. man, like Miami's actually been semi decent against opposing run, running backs. Um, 16th, excuse me, not 16th in points over average. Um, 21st in points over average, worse for receptions, which is bad for Carter. Or do we want to trust Michael Carter his first game back in an offense that's not playing well at all with injuries um among the wider receivers so you know, as well. Just so you know, um Robert Sala when asked if uh, about about Michael Carter, he said, "Quote, he's playing." All right, so I mean then, yeah, I guess you could play Michael Carter, but I think he's more of a flex play this week. I'd rather trust him as that than uh, than a RB2. I mean, she, yeah, she, I mean I don't, let's not get crazy. I like Michael Carter, but it is a flex play. Like, I'm not starting him over, like, a top 24 running back. Let's not get crazy. Okay. Um, what about these wide receivers? Jameson Crowder definitely disappointed last week. You thought he was going to be the guy. I'm not touching And him. he wasn't. You're not touching any of the wide no receivers. No Elijah Moore, no Bueno. I mean, then you can't really tr- trust anyone else with the Jets. You're not starting Jack w- Zach Wilson. You're not starting uh, Ryan Griffin. You're not, you know, you know, you're not starting Keelan Cole. Like I you're not starting. I want nothing to do that with this is offense. correct. All right, so let's not waste any more time. The Bengals at the Broncos is the next game. This is an interesting matchup. Two very different teams in terms of man, fuck the uh, makeup, but Word. very similar in terms of style of play. Uh, the Bengals, we, we've seen the Bengals get torched on the ground in the past. Javante Williams has been limited in practice because of a knee injury, but all, all signs have pointed to him playing. Something to keep an eye on, though, because Javante had that great game, and then what happens? As soon as Melvin Gordon comes back, he gets more carries. And whether you like it or not, J- Melvin Gordon has been more efficient in terms of raw numbers than Javante Williams. Raw numbers. I'm not talking about analytics. I'm not talking about, like, overexpected. I'm not talking about advanced analytics. Talk about raw numbers, um, yards per carry, etc. Melvin Gordon's a better player, and he, he and he's getting more work. I like both players in this game. I, I mean, think wh- they'll wh- both get a bunch of work. What are you, a 95-year-old person who's never watched football just purely looking at the box score? Melvin Gordon is a better player. Yeah, I mean, when you get more carries and pass attempts, you're going to put up more yards. 
Come on. What, you sound like a so grandpa Michael, let me ask you a question. Right how many how many advanced analytics do you get fantasy points for? Oh my god, shut up. None. But it I didn't, more yards. We didn't say who's, we didn't say who's a better fantasy asset. We said you just said Based on the stats, Melgo's a better player. That's just stupid. Shut up. You're better he's than that. He's been a more yo. He's been a more productive pl player than Javante fantasy Williams wise because Period. he gets Period. more volume. They've both been Jeez. good. And, Shut up. But you can't and, just and say real life. Look at this volume stat. Melgo's better. Mad annoying. I mean, fucking. What are you saying Bro, right now? Part part of part of stats is getting the opportunity to get them. Is Javante Williams going to be one of the best running backs in football next year? Yes, he will be. But until then, Melvin Gordon is the better fantasy player over Javante Williams. He continues to be. He always will be. That's as not, long as these guys are both healthy. That's not my gripe. You said Melgo's the better player because he has more stats. You didn't say fantasy player. If you meant oh fantasy God. player, then fine. I thought you were just saying he's a better yes, player like I a 95-year-old no. man would. Oh, my God. Yo, Michael, you need to whatever argument or whatever you heard me say, wrap it up. It's Real gone. Tight. It's gone. Turn it's it over. sideways. Shove it up your ass. Uh, shove it's it up already your ass. In the, it's already in the trash. Yeah, they're both certainly RB2s. No. Take it out of the trash and right up in your ass. Stop it. They're RB2s, <laughs> both of them. I, I anyway, concur. I like I, I like them both. Uh, if I had them both, which I have them both in a few leagues, I'm starting them both. I'm, I have no problem starting them both in this game, especially because the Bengals have been torched by two running backs. I mean, we watched it happen with Ty Johnson and Michael Carter when we were watching the Jet game. Michael was at that Jet game where, when Ty Johnson and Michael Carter both went crazy against the Bengals. The Bengals have been... The Bengals are the 12th best team against the run according to points over average. They give up more points to, to over more points than average to running backs, and these guys are averaging high-end RB2. So I, I expect it to be a, a good game for both of them. And with that being said, because I expect it to be a good game for both of them, I, again, don't want to start any of the Broncos' pass-catching options, period. You How can't you anyways. That? I will. Teddy Bridgewater is one of the biggest jokes in all of football history to turn Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, and Tim Patrick into absolute nobodies for weeks in a row. This shit should be illegal. I'm not joking. Like He should lose his job. Stat. Like They have absolutely zero shot of doing anything with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm. If he can't make any of those guys relevant at all, it's a joke. That team is a joke. Michael was correct. And don't forget Noah Fant. Yeah, I said, said Noah Fant. It's a joke. Oh. Would we be surprised, little jab here, if Melgo and Javante Williams outscore Mr. I'm not doing what it takes when people need it the most, Joe Mixon? Ooh, spicy. You know what's funny? Jo Bro, Joe Mixon, as soon as we were like, you know what? Joe Mixon's playing pretty well. We got to give him his props. Two shit games because he didn't get into the end zone. See what I um, tweeted? Well, he also had a touchdown in one of them, but he sucked the rest of the way. Yeah. I tweeted big bad Joe okay, Mixon. I stand corrected. With two straight single-digit performances to help fantasy teams make it into the playoffs. And yeah. not for nothing, the Broncos are a phenomenal defense. They have been all year. Uh, the running backs are only averaging 19 points a game. Uh, that's that's less than that's 16 percent less. That's the third worst matchup for running backs. I mean, this whole Bronco. I I expect this because a lot of people see the the big plays and they don't know that the Bengals are one of the they they run some of the they. How can I say this correctly? <laughs> they run. They're towards the top of the league and running the least plays. So they're towards the bottom of the league and plays run. And so are the Broncos. 
So this game is probably going to be one of those games where you're going to want to take the under, and you're going to have to watch a bunch of handoffs to running backs. So, like, I don't know if this game is going to be fantasy gold for anyone, but with that being said, Joe Mixon will probably get the volume, so you have to play Joe Mixon, even though we like hating on him. What about the pass-catching options? T. Higgins has been hot, but he's he cooled off last game. Uh, Jamar Chase finally got that did big not play that we called last game. Yeah, Jamar Chase was the star of the show, but he didn't catch Word, a touchdown, I'm, I'm but he still went in. You're right. You're, I, I mean, yeah, but he didn't. You know, he he was a mid-range wide receiver too. He wasn't the wide receiver one though. He he wasn't I mean, last two five for one fourteen. So cool, you're not going to complain with. Cool down a little bit. Cool down a little bit. Okay, but he's still. You're right. You're right. He's still hot. I stand corrected. He's hot, boy. Oh, sizzling. Um, but what do you expect? Because the Broncos have been a, a great against wide receivers. Uh, I, I do expect at least one of these guys to do something. What do you expect? Yeah, this is a very close and shut. The door operation here in Cincy. They're going to run the ball with Joe Mixon. They're going to throw to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd will sprinkle in a few targets. C.J. Uzuma is like topping out at three, four targets a game at this point. So I know it's a tough matchup, but I'm starting Chase and Higgins this week because they're both absolute beasts, and uh, we've seen it the entire season, um, especially late for T. Higgins. Jamar Chase had a little bit of a cold streak, then broke out again this past week. I mean, who are you going to like? I, I want to see your team if you're considering sitting Jamar Chase or T. Higgins. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, maybe. But don't start Boyd yeah, or Uzuma, and that's about it. Correct. Uh, you're oozing ma. What? My Jason, that was a terrible joke. Ma. Uh, Jason, why would you say that? It's a terrible joke, man. It's like really, Oozing really, really, really ma. This is the worst. Oh, no. Both of you are the worst. Oozing ma. Uh. Elijah Elijah Mitchell had a concussion. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go to our next game. I'm already thinking about the next game. Falcons at the 49ers in our next game. So let's start with Elijah Mitchell. He had a concussion and he had knee a knee problem, and he was working on the side in practice on Wednesday. I uh, it's they're on the West Coast and it's only around 6:30 uh, here, so we don't have the practice report from Thursday yet for the Niners. I'm interested to see that because if Elijah Mitchell plays against the Falcons, I'm starting him with a lot of confidence. If he doesn't play, then this will be the third week in a row where it's like, you're going to start Jeff Wilson, but what can you really expect from him? And Debo Samuel is taking all the rushing touchdowns. So what do you expect out of this backfield if Elijah Mitchell doesn't play? (sighs) I mean... You, if you're gonna trust running back, you need to dive right back into the Jeff Wilson train, because it's the only viable option, and viable, viable. The only thing is that Debo Samuel's basically the running back now, but against the Falcons, you could have a worse matchup. They're 28th in defensive points over average, as in like 28th worst. Um, so Elijah Mitchell would be a stud. Jeff Wilson remains as a flex option, but people probably won't want to trust him because of his past few games. But he has been getting 10-plus touches, and all he has to do is find the end zone. I have a question for you guys. So I am playing in a in a league where I really want to win. I'm an underdog. I accident, Don't ask me how, but I accidentally traded away my third, third fourth, fifth, and sixth round picks as a, a, a dynasty startup, but I went eight and six, made the playoffs. I'm the fifth seed, so I'm the underdog here. I have a decision to make now that uh, DeAndre Hopkins is out for the season. Do I start Jeff Wilson or Michael Pittman? 
Jeff PPR, Wolf, Michael right? Pittman, and PPR. You said P- full PPR. Pittman. Hmm. Yeah. Both of you said Pittman at the same Wilson time. Wilson doesn't catch passes, so he's touchdown dependent. True. It's, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. Let's go to the 49ers pass catching options. Brandon Ayuk, man, talking about Michael wants us to talk about how his sell high, his sell high was Michael Pittman. In that same article, my buy low was Brandon Ayuk, and it's worked out since then as well. Ayuk, he he found the end zone, and his offensive coordinator was like, "We're really starting to see his personality come out. This guy's a great guy, and he seems to be. He seems to have gone from the doghouse to working his way out of the doghouse." And that's how you get on top of the doghouse and you stand on top of it and you start doing the dance, right? And that's what he's doing right now. So how do you feel about Brandon Ayuk? Because you know you're starting Debo Samuel with full confidence. Yeah, Debo Samuel has been a, a stud this entire season, but this guy kind of just stopped receiving passes um, ever since he basically became a running <laughs> back. And now it's been the uh, George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk show. So I'm with you in that. Yeah, I mean, you were right in calling him a stock up. I think he's someone you certainly have to, uh, you have to consider heavily um, this week as a wide receiver two, three on your team. And again, he's someone I'd be surprised if you have him if you're not starting him. George Kittle's been an absolute monster. If you were patient and your team was winning with without George Kittle, your team is dominant with George Kittle. So congratulations about that. Um, and Debo is a monster as well. So let's go over to the Falcon side, the 49ers defense. It has its weaknesses, but the Falcons suck. Um, one of the things that I was very adamant about in the offseason was that the Falcons suck and that this entrenched narrative that the Falcons are a high-powered offense doesn't make much sense considering that they've only been a top-10 offense twice since 2014 uh, in terms of scoring. So when you think about that, you get like, oh, man, the Falcons, you know, they've, they've kind of been this bad for a long time. And so do you trust any of the options that you get for the Falcons outside of Cordero Patterson, who you always are trusting very, very yeah. much? Although even Cordero Patterson last game was on the sideline without a helmet on and they were they were in a close game. So, like, what is the coaching? That's, what do you even do? The Falcons have been the same way for a while now. You're firing up Cordell Patterson. But, I mean, it, the, not the last couple of weeks, though. It's weird. Like, they're giving Mike Davis to the receiving work now. It's yeah, very odd. It's crazy. I mean, I'm firing up Cordero because he's just been great either way. But that's very dumb, and I don't know what's what's happening there. But uh, I also they saw... Stopped, they stopped giving him... They stopped lining him up with a receiver. He's like a, a straight-up running back now. It's just like... it's uh, What they're doing with him is just weird. Uh, credit to Pat, Pat Fitzmaurice for this one. Um, over the last four weeks, Russell Gage is wide receiver 16 and half PPR, averaging the same number of points as Jamar Chase. He's been a reception machine. The issue is that Matt Ryan does not throw touchdowns. Did he throw a touchdown last week? I don't think he did, which means he now has one touchdown in the last five weeks. I'll check Ryan right now. Um, but with that said, so he's a safe option, Russell Gage. But he's just not going to find the end zone. That's not how Matt Ryan works. He doesn't throw touchdowns. And don't get me started with Kyle Pitts. Because the narrative went from this guy is a wide receiver now to, well, he might not be making your fantasy teams better, but he's still having one of the best tight end seasons ever. Everyone who is still saying shit like that, he's going to slapped in the face. Shut up. Kyle Pitts has been disappointing. Yeah, fine. He's having a good season. He's a rookie tight end. Good for him. 
This is fantasy football we're talking about. Get the fuck out of here with your best tight end season ever. Because, first of all, it's not the best tight end season ever. And number two, this guy has been forced into lineups all year, putting up tight end 25 performances. Don't start Kyle Pitts. And Matt Ryan threw one touchdown last week. So this guy has two touchdowns in the last five games. So it's Cordero Patterson, maybe Russell Gage, no one else. Couldn't agree more. That was simple. Let's go on Jason to our next game. The, Se- <laughs> the Seahawks at the Rams. Um, I mean, Russell Wilson has looked better in the last two games, returned to the top 10 quarterbacks with a quarterback eight finish last week. So let's go. Oh, let's let's talk about the Cardinals. I mean, the uh, the away team first. Let's talk about the Seahawks offense. Tyler Lockett is on the COVID list as of right now, but he's vaccinated and he's asymptomatic. So if he gets two negative tests, he can play. So he might still play. But let's go about let's let's make it seem like he's not going to play. Let's 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 go into that realm. I think Elijah Penny is a super smash in this game. Rashad, Tell me why I'm wrong. Rashad, sorry. Tell me why I'm wrong. I mean, I like Rashad Penny. I don't want to get carried away. I think Rashad Penny was the number one pickup this week because week 17 he plays against the Lions and could be a league winner. But to say that he is a stud, let's not get crazy. He's had one good game in his career. Even against San Fran, he had 10 carries but only 35 yards. Last week he only had one reception. He has two targets on the year, so he's not a threat through the air. So the only thing you're trusting here is that Rashad Penny is going to run for over 100 yards and a touchdown. And against the Rams, who have actually had a good run defense this year, not like the Wade Phillips days where they said, let's just give up on the run and block the pass. They've actually been a good run defense this year. And without Tyler Lockett, there aren't a lot of weapons on the outside. Rashad Penny is a decent back-end RB2 play, but he's not a slam dunk. Would you start Penny or Wilson? Penny. Over Jeff Wilson. Penny. Who's Wilson? Oh, Jeff Wilson. Over, yeah, over Jeff Wilson. Over Jeff Wilson. Um, I, I, I like him if a lot if Tyler Lockett doesn't play because they're going to have to give him the ball a bunch of times. Well, I think you'd assume uh, he's out. What about, what about DK Metcalf? DK Metcalf has been sucking hardcore. Uh, and you could tell oh, he's kind of frustrated on the field. Like he's, he's one of those guys that if he's not getting the ball, he's not happy. So how do you feel about DK? You got to start him, man. DK, DK on DK. Out. I know Metcalf has been, he's basically turned into a league loser at this point, like with so many dud weeks in a row. But man, if there's no Tyler Lockett in a game against the Rams who are going to put up points, he still can't do something. That would just be insanity. Like they, they better get this guy like 10 plus targets in this one. It, it wouldn't make, if they separate all the Tyler Lockett targets to Freddie Swain, Dwayne Eskridge, and like Will Disley and Gerald Everett, I'm gonna punch something. You gotta start DK Metcalf in this game. Uh, you can't really start any of those other guys. What about Gerald Everett? The Rams have been pretty kind to tight ends, to about ten percent over uh, points over average. Yeah, Gerald Everett unfortunately probably gets a slight bump up here, even though he's been a really bad actual football player over the last couple of weeks. Um, but like you said, like I'm not trusting Freddie Swain. I'm not trusting Dwayne Eskridge just because he's fast. So maybe you think he could replace Tyler Lockett. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, so Gerald Everett, I do think, maybe gets a little bit more consideration into a tight end one streaming option. 
So let's go over to the other side then. Van Jefferson has taken over the role as the number two wide receiver, and now OBJ is COVID. So any reason not to start Van Jefferson is out the window. You got to start him. He was essentially a must start for the last four weeks now, and now with OBJ out. You are correct, my good sire. Um, Van Jefferson is a very solid wide receiver, too, with wide receiver one upside, if we're being realistic. I got a question for you guys. Mike Williams or Van Jefferson? Van. Van Jefferson. Mike Williams, uh, Van Jefferson or Chase Claypool? Van Jefferson. Van. Ooh. Van Jefferson or Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones. Jones. You know, I went back to our uh, heat wave for the Rams because, like, I'm pretty, pretty sure that I said this, and I did. Um, when we were talking about one injury away, I was talking about how Van Jefferson is one of my favorite last-round best ball targets. One of the reasons why my best ball teams have been absolutely crushing it this year. I just sat, I just sat at Mike Williams for Van Jefferson in, in, in a playoff matchup against Michael. I really hope that works out. Oh, shit. Really hope that it works out. Sony Michelle, if Daryl Henderson doesn't play, it doesn't look like he's on pace to play right now, hasn't practiced. Sony Michelle is a smash play here. The, the Seahawks have given up 34% more points to the running back than average. They've been really bad at the, against running backs receiving out of the backfield. So if Daryl Henderson plays, he's a better play than Sony Michelle. But Sony Michelle is still a great play, and he's a smash if this if he plays. If he, he's the only guy, I concur. And I have one more know, thing no to say H- about the Rams. Seattle gives up the third most points to tight ends. Talk me out of Higby with no OBJ. Talk me out of it. Hmm. Tyler Higby's not playing. He's I in think the Tyler Higby. No, Higby's uh, back. No, yeah, he's in. Well, I'd assume he's in. But who knows? We assume Daryl Henderson's back, right? Yeah, man, this is a mess. Oh, yeah, yeah, Stafford's yeah. been the quarterback 4, 5, and 7 the last three games after that little lull in the middle of the season. So people Yeah, can... I mean, you're playing I think I think you play all your Rams if you can, including Higby. Oh no, you're right. Higby's playing. I'd play Higby. I think he's streaming. I'd play him. I think he's yeah. a streaming option for sure. I agree. I'm about to move I'm about to move Tyler Higby up my rankings. Kyle Pitts, you are out of the top 12. Tyler Higby, you're in. <laughs> all right, let's go into our next game, the Packers at the Ravens. Packers Brown. Another like who's gonna play? Who's not gonna play? This one is is not Tyler for COVID Huntley. reasons. They're talking about Lamar Jackson being a true game time decision, which is oh, you hate hearing that. Um, it's against a good defense too. The Packers defense has been on fire lately. So the question is, Lamar Jackson, if he plays, how confident are you in him? You know the thing is with the Ravens' offense recently. The only person you could really rely on anyway is Mark Andrews with a little bit of Devontae Freeman sprinkled in. Besides that, Hollywood Brown's been worse. Rashad Bateman you can't trust even though he had a nice game last week. Sam Watkins can suck it. So when you're looking at this Ravens offense, if Huntley's under center, I'm only trusting Mark Andrews and Freeman remains a RB2-3 option. And then if Lamar Jackson's under center, I'm trusting Mark Andrews and Freeman remains an RB2-3 option. I think the only question whether Lamar Jackson plays or not is do I start him and or Hollywood Brown? I think those two guys are the only ones that that hinges on. Hollywood Brown, I'm not starting if 
Huntley's under center. Rashad Bateman was his favorite target. And let's not act like Tyler Huntley is like a extremely good quarterback right now. He he was he played he was a, well. Yeah, he, he played, played well. well, but I'm not trusting him in the playoffs against a good Packers defense. Packers it's not going to happen. So if if Lamar Jackson plays, even Hollywood Brown's more of a wide receiver three at this point. It's limited upside in that offense. I'd rather Lamar Jackson just sit and get healthy. Let's go to the other side because Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has been uh, an enigma. We don't really know what to expect out of him. And because we don't know how to, what to expect out of him, it's hard to trust him against a Ravens defense that is the third worst matchup in, in over according to points over average. How are you guys feeling about Aaron Jones and uh, his counterpart, A.J. Dillon? Yeah, I tweeted um, someone explained this to me last week when A.J. Dillon had 15 carries and Aaron Jones had five. And I got a lot of responses to it in a short time. A lot of people saying they're saving Aaron Jones for the playoffs. One, this is the NFL, not Madden. Okay, I'm sorry, but that's a stupid-ass thing to say. <laughs> it's not easy to make the NFL playoffs. The Packers have a chance at a number one seed. They're not just sitting Aaron Jones, waiting for the playoffs, hoping, like, they could get more work from him later. Like, maybe he's still hurt a little bit, and maybe that's why he's not getting as much work. Maybe they like A.J. Dillon more at this point. I don't agree with that, but it would make a lot more logical sense than they're just waiting on Aaron Jones for the playoffs. That's stupid. I hate when people say stupid-ass shit like that. It doesn't make any logical sense. So I just want to say that. But anywho... The 15 to 5 carries thing, apparently Aaron Jones was uh, banged up a little bit, and that could have been a reason for it as well. But Aaron Jones also was the pass catching back, did score two touchdowns. I, I don't like this new platoon that's going on there. Like, I was okay with the Jamal Williams platoon last season, but this is like too much. Like, you, you cannot have A.J. Dillon out carrying Aaron Jones like this. Like, I, I don't get it either. Like, A.J. Dillon, AJ, AJ Dillon is good, but he's not Aaron Jones. So, I mean,. At this point, Aaron Jones is more of a RB2 high-end still. You because, saw that last game. Yeah. And, like, it's still a high-end RB2 because, like, he still he had two touchdowns last game, even if he only had eight touches. And I think A.J. Dillon at this point is a flex play because if he's going to get 15-plus carries in Aaron Rodgers' offense, and if he finds the end zone, he's going to be an RB2 for sure as well. I concur. Let's not sleep on Aaron Jones' receiving abilities. They should use him more in the passing I game. I think... Aaron Rodgers is a smash play against the Ravens, who are the eighth best matchup against quarterbacks. Uh, Devontae Adams is always a smash play, but especially against a banged-up Ravens secondary that hasn't been the same. They're the 10th best matchup to wide receivers. The question is, what about the other guy? You saw MVS go for a big game. Then you saw Alan Lazard go for a big game. For the same reasons why we thought MVS was a good play last week, you could say MVS is a good play this week. The Ravens have given up the most big plays in the league to wide receivers. So that usually profiles to a big game for MVS. The only problem is Alan Lazard took MVS's big game and had it for himself last week. So I don't know how you can trust either of these guys. Usually my motto is don't start either of them if they're all on the field, but one of them is going to go off against this Ravens secondary. That's not very good. And this running game that probably won't get started because their rush defense is very good. Yeah, MVS, Who are you banking on? Liz MVS could have had a touchdown last week as well. Um, I'm banking on MVS here. He still has the highest A dot on the team, and the Ravens, allow, as you said, allow the most 20-plus yard plays in the league to receivers. So if I have to put my money and on 40 one, yards. it's MVS. I'm, 
I'm I'm signing up as a wide receiver three. I'm diving into that bucket again. Michael, you too? Yeah. Josiah DeGuara. I think I I think I uh, I, I think I'm in that bucket too. I think I am. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Fine. Start singing. Sunday Saints night Bucks. football on MSG. Yeah. The Saints at the Bucks are the best on TV. Tom Brady. What is the question? Is he going to play? Play. That's Leonard Fournette, the best running back in the league. Who would have thought we'd say that on week 15? But Taysom Hill is on the other side. And Gronk is ready for another spike. And Alvin Kamara's <laughs> gonna have three touchdowns. I think that was one of our better ones in recent yeah. podcasts. That well, was you one mostly of the better do, ones, You mostly do all the work. Those are fire. Those <laughs> albums. <laughs> I just uh, um, chime in. You guys were talking about. Go ahead, Tip. <laughs> so you guys are. T- you guys just said Alvin Kamara three rounds. And I think that a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's gonna be Aaron Kamara against a very good rush defense in the Bucks, But. This is why you need the football by Brodo app. This is why you need it because it reveals that the Bucks are actually the fifth best matchup for the receiving running back out of the backfield. Ew. They're giving them more points. This is unprecedented. Honestly, this doesn't have no other team has this. They're giving up more points through the air to running backs than they are on the ground. Ew. Bars. Very interesting. 10.8 points through the air, 9.9 points on the ground. So uh, how do you feel about Alvin, uh, Alvin Kamara? I think that he's shady, a great play in this game. I think it's the same thing that I thought last week. You're hyped about starting Kamara. Alvin Kamara is on the low having a mad good season, like extremely good. It's just that yeah. he's been injured a little bit and people have been overlooking it. But man, can the guy ball. So let's not act like he's not Alvin Kamara. And on the other side... Please, everyone, stop fading Taysom Hill. I don't care if Tua's playing the Jets. I don't care if you have fucking Dak Prescott. I don't, unless you have fucking Josh Allen or Kyler Murray. And maybe Tom Brady, I'll give you a pass. Tom Brady? Maybe Justin Herbert because he's lighting the world on fire. about Justin Herbert? That's the only five. And Jalen Hurts, maybe. Like... These are, but these are all fringe. You're starting Taysom Hill. I don't give a fuck who you have. This guy just puts up 30 points every time he starts. Like it's nothing. And nobody wants to, and some people just look over him. It's ridiculous. Relax 30 points. 20, 20 points. At least 20, 20 25 points. to 30. He's points. a top six quarterback every time he plays, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Taysom I Hill. I can't argue with give you. Give me Alvin Kamara and give me no one else in that offense. Tell me more. Tell me more. The Buccaneers have been a little bad. A little have been good against the QB rushing. So there, that is something to be said there. Um, they've also been a good matchup for wide receivers and tight ends, but there's no one on this team that you can really play. So let's go over to the other side because the Buccaneers. Mike Evans, last time he played the Saints. Now this is a. When he plays the Saints, he usually does not succeed. But last time he played the Saints, he caught a touchdown right on the face of his arch nemesis, uh, Marshawn Lattimore. And ah, it's always a tough decision when you're picking between Buccaneers wide receivers. So even though he lit up Lattimore last game, I'm still fading. When I say fading, I mean like in terms of who 
of the two wide receivers, like Godwin or Evans. I'm a fade Evans underneath Godwin in this game. What do you guys think about that? I'm done fading all Tampa Bay weapons. Like you start yes. Evans, you start Gronk, you start Godwin, you start Leonard Fournette, or even Rojo. Like he doesn't have the appeal Leonard Fournette does because Leonard Fournette has been tremendous this season. Um, basically, like Jason said, he's basically been. Well, he wanted Christian McCaffrey to be. I don't think Ronald Jones is going to be that, but I do think he'll still be very viable. But maybe Gio Bernard gets going Hold a on. little bit more Michael again. Bernard's Michael, out. Michael Bernard's out. And Michael, also, before people get confused, uh, Leonard Fournette did not practice today, so that's right. why Michael's mentioning Rojo. He's not mentioning like you. It's not like you could play two running backs against. According to points over average, the Saints have been the best team. Against running backs, the 32nd range matchup, they're giving up uh, over 25% less points, only 16.3 points allowed to running backs this year. So the Saints have been an extremely good run defense. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Tim, go I'm going to disagree with Michael. I think that if Leonard Fournette doesn't go, Rojo is a much worse play. I, I, get the appeal. I didn't say I he's the same play. I'm just saying, like, much worse, though. Like, fringe starter. And I understand that it's the Bucks' starting offense... But the Saints are the best rushing defense in the league, and Leonard Fournette's been super valuable because he leads all running backs in targets, receptions, you name it. And Rojo is not that type of I guy. Will, I will. I, there's, there's to be said too with Fournette. Even if Fournette plays, if he's banged up, Fournette has only has two finishes this year under running back thirty, and that was Week Three. Versus L.A., where he only played 36% of the snaps. He was still he was still splitting time with Rojo at that point. And Week 8 against New Orleans, where he put up 7.3 PPR points, 26 rushing yards, and three receptions for 17 yards. He was a running back 43. And if you're thinking, well, he, you know, he didn't get going until later, that was in Week 8. And that's sandwiched in between RB2, RB10, RB15, RB16, RB1, RB5. Like a sandwich in between those performances. So he was the main attraction and he struggled against the Saints already once this, this year. Now it was at the Saints instead of at home. And he's been a top six running backs the last three weeks. So you don't start him. I mean, you don't, I'm sorry, you don't bench him, but you got to temper expectations, I believe. Temper. Oh, that's all. I just wanted to say temper. I right, mean, I, I agree with you. Tim, Michael it. said temper. If okay, you realized him. Yeah, <laughs> Tim is uh oh, Tim no, is no, recording through. Let's go to our online today, not in person. Which is, it, it's once you start recording yeah. in person again, recording through Zoom is frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and it's, you know, we're you know everyone's dealing with COVID. We're dealing with our own COVID issues over on this side. None of us have COVID, but we have some, we have some family members. Uh, that tested uh, positive, so um, trying to stay healthy so we can all have a Christmas time. It's also my birthday, Christmas Day. You True. guys don't know that, so Ew. I'd love to see my whole family on that day because it's, I mean, it's not like we, we, we all spent Thanksgiving together, so that was nice, but ugh, it's been it's been, it's been been a stressful day. The, the twins waited online for, how long did you guys wait online for a COVID test today? An hour and a half total between waiting and testing. An hour and a half. Well, that was before we waited Same. a half hour and didn't move and said we'll come back later. True. <laughs> eh, what are you gonna um, do? All right. Vikings at Bears is the Monday uh, night football matchup. Bears. 
God, that was the most annoying. The Bears. And I've heard some annoying boys. Uh, the boys, let me tell oh you this. God. Ooh, a declaration's coming. Kirk Cousins is my starting quarterback in the home league. Take my job. And I'll Shit, tell you this, it. fellas. Kirk Cousins is going to slack. Kirk God. Cousins is going to win me my week and send me to next week, fellas. It's Kirk Cousins week. Throwing to Justin Jefferson. Chicago gives up the fourth most defensive points over average to quarterbacks. Cousins has eight QB1 performances this year, only less than Brady and Hurts. Justin Jefferson could have had a 300-yard, three-touchdown game last week. KJ Osborne's been productive. Tyler Conklin's going to be involved. Dalvin Cook's not going to rush for three touchdowns every game. It's Kirk Cousins week. I think you could fire him up confidently as a back-end quarterback one and have yourself a day. Boom. Have yourself a very merry week 15. If the Justin Jefferson has a target share of like 40-plus percent again, he's going to absolutely eat. Like Justin Jefferson is one of the highest ceilings of any player in the league at this point. And I think KJ Osborne again is a solid wide receiver three. I mean, even in the game where Adam Thielen got hurt early, KJ Osborne ended as a top thirty wide receiver. He caught the long touchdown last week. Like this is a this is an offense that just oozes fantasy points. It's I mean it's and it's, it's only a few people. That's why I don't think we need to we don't need to like spend that much time on the Vikings. Justin Jefferson is the wide receiver two only because Cooper Cup is the wide receiver one. Dalvin Cook is the wide Yo, receiver. Cooper. Real quick, Cooper Cup would be the quarterback one if he was a quarterback. The guy's fucking ridiculous. Dalvin Cook is a clear top three running back play, and those two are the reasons why it doesn't really matter outside of that. Osborne's a good wide receiver three play, and Tyler Conklin is always going to have decent flex appeal because he's playing with the true throw value Prince Kirk Cousins. So I think all of those guys are viable plays this year, which means we get to the Bears. And Michael, let me, let me ask you a question. Tim hinted at this earlier. Darnell Mooney is going up against the 30th-ranked defensive defensive points over average. If we think the Vikings are going to have a good offensive game, that means Justin Fields and the Bears are going to have to keep up. Yay or nay to the Moonmeister? The Mooney line has been in full effect these last couple weeks. Very bad games. Allen Robinson, apparently he's on the COVID list. I got an alert like an hour ago. Um, So apparently Allen Robinson is likely to be out too. That does make me like Darnell Mooney a little bit more. Um, Jakeem Grant has been getting involved more. Demir Bird, they both caught long touchdowns last game. But it is it is hard to see Darnell Mooney not getting targeted a whole lot in this game. So I do think he's back into that wide receiver three flex appeal bunch, even if he did have a, a rough game his last time out. And, I mean, last two times out, but... I guess you gotta... I guess you just gotta roll with it. Justin Fields, though, like... Justin Fields... Everyone's favorite thing to say now is Justin Fields is going to win people fantasy leagues. Start Justin Fields this week. It's Justin Fields time. Like, can we can we relax? Justin Fields has like three good fantasy games this entire season. I know it's a good matchup here against Minnesota, but how many times are people going to get burned by recency bias? Like, I'm just I'm I'm not choosing to start Justin Fields. Maybe he goes off and makes me look stupid. And he ends up being a big help down the stretch. I'm just not buying it. Maybe he makes the, me feel stupid. I like I like Darnell Mooney. The Vikings are the third best matchup for wide receivers. And I like David Montgomery. The Vikings have also been, uh, you know, very th- giving to the running back. So I'm, I'm down with both. 
Yeah, you're definitely firing up David Montgomery. He's been getting a lot of work and has been decent. He's not look, he's not the best running back in the league. I think that's clear at this point. We've been saying it for years. Um and he so he needs a lot of touches to be productive. But he's been getting a lot of touches and he has been pretty disappointing since returning in week nine. He only has one game within the top um twenty running backs in half PPR. So you hope that better days are ahead. Against Minnesota, better days should be ahead. And either way, someone who's getting like 17 touches a game with all this COVID running rampant in the NFL, that's someone you're firing up happily. And don't start Cole Komet. Correct. Per use. Uh, that's it. Guys, my internet is uh, being wonky, so uh, I'm going to kick it to Michael, who Ew. never does the outro, to do an on-the-spot outro. Go ahead, Michael. Uh, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Week 15, the playoffs, folks. Best of luck. Um, hopefully you have the bye. If you don't and you are in the playoffs, good luck, obviously, with all the COVID and situation and such. Hit us up in the Discord, patrons. Hit us up on Twitter, non-patrons, or join the Patreon, patreon.com slash protofantasy to access us at the snap your fingers in the Discord. And um, good luck to all. Also, uh, we are constantly updating our rankings and the start to tool. tool because of this news so keep an eye on that what you might think today might change tomorrow and the next day and the next day and don't forget to say your lineups for saturday games true that that's all well done. folks well done fellas we're seasoned are, are you not going to ask me where i'm at you're not going to give any twitter handle waiting for michael to do it again, just all jason about took over at broto ff mike he- tim at Brodo of Tim. Jay. At Brodo of Jason. And at Brodo of Casanova. See what we did there. Thank you guys for listening. We're out of here. Later. Later.